Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49 of Rush. Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, 49ers faithful? We are back, baby. It's been a long week, all right? You know, we've had four episodes out. We've had three Patreon breakdowns, which, you know, just uploaded this morning. But, man, like, this is the, the NFL season. It is a constant just pounding of content, which is beautiful. Like, this is what we want, right? And we got more stuff to talk about. We're going to be diving into the Week 2 matchup, which, again, before the season, everybody thought, myself included, I thought the Eagles were one of the worst teams in the NFL. It didn't take long (laughs) at all for us to kind of go, uh... Maybe not. The Eagles, they came out and just destroyed the Atlanta Falcons week one. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through our scouting report, predictions, uh, in-depth analysis. You know, we dove into the film this week and kind of see what they did in week one because it's different. They got new offensive coordinator, new DC, new head coach, new players all over the place. It's a completely different franchise. But we're going to go through all that. Who to watch out for, matchups that I'm excited about. We're going to hear from some of the players talking about what it is they expect from the Eagles. And, of course, uh, you know, whenever we do this episode, we always got our bets of the week, baby. So if you want to make some more money with us, we cashed in big week one. We're going to see if we can do that again week two. Now, uh, this is not a live episode. uh, But when you are listening to this, I am going to be on the field coaching a team. So I woke up pretty early this morning to get this episode out for you. So, again, uh, you know, we we started working on this one at about 6 a.m. in the morning so if there's any new news out um, after 6 a.m. Friday morning then you know we're that's not going to be represented on this show so just understand um, as we move forward with that now we will be live right after the show we're going to be at the game obviously for our 49ers rush road trip if you haven't got your tickets yet head over there 49ers rush road trip.com now let's talk about some eagles they're one and oh They go out and have one of the largest margins of victories week one against the Falcons, who I think are a terrible team, and won 33-6. Now, the Falcons suck, okay? Nobody disagrees with that assessment. But by winning by 26 points, that is the second largest point differential in the NFL week one. That says a lot. Uh, You know, whenever they went out there, they did whatever they wanted. They had 430 total yards, 24 first downs. They only gave up 260 yards on defense. I mean, they just completely manhandled in every way, shape, and form the Atlanta Falcons. And it was on the road. So just understand, 
you know, they that is a very clear, decisive victory in the NFL that you cannot just wash away. Road victories are hard enough on their own, but to dominate on the road, I think that's huge. Now, neither one of these teams will be playing at full strength. Obviously, the 49ers already amongst the NFL's worst injured teams. You lose three starters out of 22, your very first game, and not a good thing, right? Jason Verrett's out. Uh, really, it's more than three, to be honest with you. Jason Verrett's done for the year. You've got Drake Greenlaw's going to be missing significant town. Uh, Mostert's done for the rest of the year. Mosley's still probably not going to play. Um, you know, he had a little bit of a limited practice on Thursday, but again, wasn't even in with team and things like that. I doubt he's out there. And the good news is Javon Kinlaw actually got a practice on Thursday. So it is looking like Kinlaw, who's probably one of the most valuable defensive assets against a run-heavy team like the Eagles, that is imperative that he plays. You go back to week one versus the Lions getting gassed up the middle repeatedly. Kinlaw will solve that problem almost as soon as he lines up. You, you don't wash Kinlaw out of the inside. That's just what it is. Um, also, Armstead, who took a couple days off, he practiced as well, so that's great news as well. Now, them... Definitely not as banged up as we are. Brandon Brooks missed Wednesday's practice. They're, you know, kind of all pro guard. Um, he's going to be questionable. I fully expect him to play. Ertz missed Wednesday's practice. He's questionable. Expect him to play. Miles Sanders, their star running back. He's limited. I expect him to play. So it's, they're not missing what we're missing, but that's par for course. There's nothing new here. Um, with what's going on with the 49ers. We're always the most injured team. I don't know why we keep playing on turf. We don't get to pick that, but it's what it is. Now, the history of this matchup is interesting because they haven't played a lot. Even though they're both NFC teams, the 49ers lead the series 19 wins to 14 losses in one tie. So you're up five games. But recent history, maybe not so much. Eagles have won the last two, and you're like, all right, not a big deal. They've won seven of the last nine. The Eagles have not been a very good franchise the past decade. I think it's a testament to, you know, outside of the Super Bowl year for sure. But I think it's a testament to how bad the 49ers have been before Kyle Shanahan. And even, you know, to be honest with you, three out of four losing seasons with Shanahan, I guess you got to add that in there as well. But we've lost seven out of the last nine. And I would be willing to argue, you go back to Kyle Shanahan's first year against the Eagles, the years the Eagles won the Super Bowl, mind you, that was probably our worst loss. We lost Pierre Garçon. That was when his neck happened. That's where Joe Staley broke his face. Um, I mean, it was just awful. It was right before Halloween. I remember it like it was yesterday. And right after that game is when we traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's how bad it was. <laughs> like you had to, all right, we got to reassess this, this whole everything, our roster. So the Eagles have constantly been a marker of not success, but of, uh, how do I say, check your expectations. Now is that cycle going to continue for the 2021 49ers? We're favored in this game. We're going to talk a lot about the spread and things like that later. But make no mistake, and again, I, I may have been guilty of this as well. I really thought that this was going to be one of the easier matchups um, of the year. I think I had this ranked as the fourth easiest game on the 49ers schedule if I was to redo the rankings right now I would not feel that way I didn't think the Eagles would come out and respond like they did I wasn't a believer in their coach uh, Sirianni and uh, the roster all those things but they have put together quite a sustainable uh kind of you know pattern of success strong offensive line strong defensive line good run game they got some playmakers on the outside. So let's dive in now, and we're going to focus in on the Eagles' defense. Now, if this is your first time with us, 
on one of our scouting report episodes, understand this is the exact process I do for the teams I coach, where you dive into the film, you kind of assess what it is that makes this unit difficult, where you can exploit, um, where you have to game plan to stop their exploiters, and figure out how to, you know, grasp what it is they're trying to do on defense and then manipulate that so that it will benefit your offense. So this is all Eagles defense talk. And we're going to start it off with uh, the main man himself, George Kittle, and just what it is he expects from this Eagles defense. And he does a pretty good synopsis here. You know, we're playing a very good Eagles team with a very, very, very good defensive line, linebackers, you know, secondary. They have guys that can rush the passer and we got to get the ball out quick. And, you know, we know that if we're not on top of our game, they're going to put up you know, points and hold us to, you know, almost nothing like they did to Atlanta last week. And we don't want to be on that uh, receiving into that. So, you know, we're out here, we're focused, we're grinding. It's been hot, muggy and humid, and it's been awesome. You know, I think it's really good for us because I know Philly's going to be hot, humid, and they're going to say some mean things to us once in a while from that crowd. And I can't wait for it. Uh, but yeah, no, we're out here. We're focused and ready to go. Focused and ready to go. I don't know who likes hot, muggy and humid. I moved to California for a reason. I don't know about you. <laughs> But uh, I'm from the South. Like, I got away from that. Uh, so it's going to be interesting for sure. Just the weather, the atmosphere. I'm so excited uh, to go to a game at the link I never have. Uh, pretty pumped about that. Um, now, let's look at their defensive coordinator. Jonathan Gannon is their new DC. And he's interesting because a lot of people are saying this is kind of the next big DC coach that could be a head coaching candidate. He's been a corners coach for the Colts for the last three years. Before that, he was assistant DB coach under Mike Zimmer in the Vikings. And so he kind of prides himself, and this is and this is his own term, went back, listened to a couple interviews he had, and watched the film. I was scratching my head so many times because Lots of coaches want to be multiple. Oh, we're 3-4, and then we're a hybrid 4-3. We're even then an odd front. You know, we're unpredictable, all that stuff. He takes it to another level. Um, you know, and he went out, and shout out to Chuck B for turning me on to, you know, what to look for here. He's going to be with us in Philly. He's a Philly fan. Uh, he did the draft broadcast with us every single year. Um, one of my closest friends ever. He's going to be there. So, And, and he said, you know, listen to a couple interviews. Jonathan Gannon's defensive philosophy is not multiple. It's we're completely different defenses, right? And he's super cocky about it. He's like, we'll run, you know, a 3-3-5, and then we'll go 4-3, and then we'll run a five-man front in three straight plays. Like, we will completely redesign our offense, our defense every single week to match and to cause problems for the opposing thing. Like he 100% is like one of those manifestation guys. And again, cocky as hell, young guy, which you like as a coach, especially as a DC. And you saw that in the film, every single drive, it's like a brand new defense with different rules. Now the problems with that is it can everybody mesh and know what their jobs are. Well, week one, we definitely saw that. And so whenever you make adjustments, um, which Kyle Shanahan's probably not one of his strong suits during the game. Um, that's going to kind of throw some of those things out. Now, the strengths of this team, and this is, you know, their entire team, let alone their defense, it's the defensive line. It is elite. Um, it, defensive line-wise, I, I put them probably number two in the NFL. I think you probably Washington football team would be one. I think D the Philadelphia Eagles would be two, and I think, the 49ers are right along in that territory, but they are as good, if not better, than the 49ers. Um, Trent Williams, who's you know one of the best ever to play the position, he talks about their defensive line and listen to the names he throws out there. And again, you can tell this is not a prepared answer. He's just speaking off the cuff here. 
Uh, sort of, but when they plan in different schemes, they got different responsibilities. You know, so, I mean, Fletcher Cox is going to be Fletcher Cox no matter what scheme he's in, of course. And uh, Brandon Graham is always going to be disruptive. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah, they are the same players, but they got different jobs. So, you know, you, you can't just say it's the same dude from last year because, you know, they, they're asked to do different things. But, uh, like I said, Fletcher's still, you know, behind Aaron Donald, probably most disruptive defensive lineman in the league. So that's always going to be an issue. And it is an issue, and it shows on film. Um, you're you're going to see him just play on the opposing side's offensive line every single play. Now, there's another defensive tackle he didn't bring up, and that's Javon Hargrave, who came over from Steelers. Two key starters in this Eagles defense came over from Steven Nelson, their corner, and Javon Hargrave. They might be the best defensive tackle tandem, right? Interior guys, Hargrave and Fletcher Cox in the NFL. I don't know who you would put above them. Um, that's a pretty rough, you know, trying to figure that out. They destroyed Atlanta's entire game plan. They, they had no solution. Now, the difference is, Atlanta doesn't have a good offensive line. They haven't had a good offensive line. We know that. But the pass and run pressure just from those two interior guys caused some problems. Uh, Javon Hargrave had two sacks and six, six pressures on his own week one. He's all over the place. Now, weaknesses, probably their linebacker core, lots of missed tackles. Eric Wilson, um, kind of their Mike linebacker, he had four missed tackles by himself. A very undersized, came across um, soft on the tape. And so basically their idea is this. This is their entire defensive philosophy. The front four are going to disrupt, and they're going to cause problems. We've got small, shifty, hybrid linebackers, think Marcel Harris, think DFF types, that are you know kind of run and play, uh, kind of scrape linebackers. They don't have Fred Warner, physical, Devin White, big power hitters. That's not what they are. They want those smaller guys. Now you can exploit that if you can get past the front four. That's what's going to be key this game. If you can't do that, then you're going to be in trouble because these linebackers are really good in zone coverage, but not really man guys. Uh, they are system linebackers. So they're linebackers you haven't really heard of. They're not going to catch your attention, not high draft picks, but they fit what they're trying to do. Now their secondary is a little bit better, <laughs> but not great outside of Darius Slay, right? And we all know about big play Slay and all that stuff came over from Detroit, all that stuff. This is going to give our wide receivers, they're going to have to be, they're going to have to lead the way here. Um, you know, you're going to be able to run the ball. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard to come by. 40 yards go to run the ball against anybody. We all know that. But the wide receivers, which is interesting because Debo, obviously coming off a 180-yard game, incredible. But that number two wide receiver, Sherfield's been that guy. Ayuk, we all know what's going on there. But finally, just yesterday, th uh, thank you, Juan Solis, for getting these clips, by the way. Um, Came out, Sherfield was asked about Ayuk. Golly, man, it's hard not to love Trent Sherfield. Uh, listen to this answer about Ayuk, and this is key because Sherfield and Ayuk are going to have to step up. We're going to have some three wide receiver sets out there, and I'm curious to see. Mosunu is going to get his for sure, but these two guys, these are two of the guys I'm circling. If they have one of them has a good game, we're going to be all right. So here's Trent Sherfield talking about Brandon Ayuk. Brent, Brandon is, he's he's been. Growing every single day, and I've, I've trained with Brandon in the offseason. 
And um, he's a he's a special player, and I love to have him as a teammate. You know, not only him, you know, Debo, Mo, all the guys that we kept. Um, it's just it's it's been a very very competitive room, and um, you know it's just it's brought the best out of all of us. And um, you know this week, you know he's responded really really well. And not only just this week, he's been responding well. You know, in my eyes, every ever since you know spring has started, and so um, it's good to have you know good healthy competition all in the room. And um, I'm excited to see you know see how it all pans out this Sunday for him. And I know he's going to go make some plays. I love it, man. That, that's a cool cat. That's a cool cat. And. Again, with Sherfield, you got to understand, he was a backup his whole career at Arizona, signed for a super cheap special teams deal over in the 49ers and just balled out. He, he earned his spot. Now it's up to Ayuk to overcome that and compete against each other. And the, the competition, that's huge. Because this Philly secondary, I think they played above their talent week one. I really, really do. Um, you know, they were going against Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, which who I think had a terrible game. It's a rookie tight end. Tight end's probably one of the toughest transitions to the NFL. And that showed week one for Kyle Pitts, who might be one of the best tight ends ever when it's all said and done. But week one was rough for him. Now, going from that, okay, Calvin Ridley, finesse, amazing route runner, to Debo, who's going to punch you in the face and run through you, and George Kittle, who's going to punch you in the face and run through you. It's a different philosophy, okay? So Eagles Eagles are tough. Philly's tough, right? That's their mentality, the city, the identity. You got Rocky, all that stuff, right? Well, yeah, I'm just going to let you know. If you want to know a tough team, there's nobody tougher than the 49ers. Mentality-wise, physicality-wise, play style-wise. We're going to punch you in the face. I'm curious to see how they respond. F uh, Atlanta, finesse, right? That's just kind of what they are. Now, that's the way the roster's built. 49ers, not so much. You know, it, it's just what it is. Our best players are fifth round picks, right? Like, it's just different. So, curious to see how that's going to go. Now, their scheme, their defensive scheme, uh, again, shell coverage over the top, try to keep everything underneath. Uh, just like most teams in the NFL, everybody's transitioning to that. Um, very multiple for sure. Tendencies, here's what's crazy to me because their defensive line's so good, they blitz three times week one. Three times. They're, they're going to give you multiple looks, but they're not bringing more than four men. And if they do, it's a fire zone. So it'll look like they're bringing five, but somebody's going to drop off. Brandon Graham will fall back. Uh, something like that into like the hook curl zone. They're not blitzing very, very heavy. I don't think they're going to change that either for us week two. I just don't see it. Now, players to watch out for. Uh, you've already heard all their names. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Darius Slay, Brandon Graham. That's it. Those are their guys. You cannot allow, you cannot allow them to wreck our running game. And if that happens and we get super pass heavy, I'm worried about this game. I think it could go the wrong way. You have to stay with the run game, even though I don't think the run game is going to have success. You know, Kyle Shanahan, you look at kind of what they do, everything's uh, you know, kind of predicated upon a very efficient running game, an efficient passing game. That doesn't work against this defense. Our run yards per attempt might be three. It might be 3.5. Still got to run the ball. Can't go one-sided pass, which in close games, usually in the uh, late in the fourth quarter, that's what Kyle Shanahan, if it's close, he just chunks the run game out of the window. Cannot do this. Now, you look at kind of Philly's numbers defensively. 
after week one where they're ranked, there's 32 teams, right? Second fewest points. Seventh, seventh fewest yards allowed. You go across second fewest passing yards allowed. Um, zero passing touchdowns allowed week one. And zero rushing touchdowns week one. They only gave up to two field goals. Um, where did they struggle? They did give up a lot of yards per rush attempt, which I think they're going to sell out this week to stop the 49ers. So I don't see that as a pattern that's going to continue. I, I just don't see it. Now, before we jump over to the offensive side, I got to say a big, huge thank you to Prestige Auction. Here we go. All right, guys, you know me. 49ers Rush Podcast has become synonymous with giveaways. It's what it's about. It's helping the community grow. I need your help right now. This is huge. If you want us to step up our giveaway game, I need your help. PrestineAuction.com. You sign up for an account there. Use the promo code RUSH. You're going to get $10 off your first purchase. Now, listen. look at this. Look at this. Look what I got in this bad boy. Right here. The Fred Warner jersey. Boom. Do you see that right there? That is autographed with authentication. And this is the best quality jersey you're going to find anywhere. Compliments of them. They gave it to us and they said, hey, you guys give stuff away. Give some of our stuff away. If we get enough signups, they're going to back the podcast. And here's the deal. I don't get a penny of this. I told them. I was like, look, I want a partnership. Because I want to step up the giveaway game that we do here with the Countdown Crew monthly, with our 49ers Rush road trip, with our draft parties, all those things. So if we get people to sign up and buy something, they have all kinds of stuff. You can buy mini helmets. You can buy cards. You can buy signed photographs. It doesn't. Everything's not super expensive. They have that there. Go there. Trust me right now. If you want to help the podcast out and you're sitting there and you're saying, man, I want to win one of those giveaways. Well, if you want to give away like this... I need you to go sign up over there. It helps the podcast out tremendously. Again, no money involved for us. But if we get enough signups, guys and girls, we can start giving this stuff away monthly with this type of quality. I need your help. Head over there, pristineauction.com. Use the promo code RUSH, R-U-S-H. Get $10 off your first order. And most importantly, help the podcast so we can help the community giving out more stuff. All right, now let's jump over to the Eagles offense. All right, um, which there's not a lot of tape on. I'm just going to be really honest with you. It's different. The offensive coordinator is Shane Steichen. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm saying that incorrectly. He was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers last year. So Justin Herbert's kind of, you know, um, rookie of the year performance, all those things. He was their quarterback coach, the Chargers, for the previous four years before that. So he's worked with some, you know, very interesting people, Philip Rivers, all that kind of stuff, to Justin Herbert. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less, 
It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Outside of that, we don't really know that much about them. Now, their strengths, receiving tight ends and offensive line. That's what they are. They have playmakers everywhere. So this is kind of built like a, how do I say this, video game Madden team. And here's what I mean by that. You have elite playmakers with high-end traits on the outside. You look at Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, crazy fast, like he's a Madden-creating character, doesn't make sense. He's like six, you know, over six foot tall and weighs like 110 pounds, like he's Gumby, right, on steroids. And then you got Jalen Rager, who's like a legit 4'3 speed guy, um, kind of embodiment of like a, a smaller Debo, but again, track speed, compact, you know, whatever. And so you've got those guys on the outside. You've got two very versatile receiving tight ends, which I think Dallas Goddard's, you know, a top five tight end in the NFL. Uh, Zach Ertz, he's just a kind of, you know, move tight end. Not really a football player, more of a flag football guy. But he's been so consistent with what he does, you know, in the receiving game that he gets a lot of notoriety. But make no mistake, very similar to their defense. The offensive line is where it starts and where it finishes. Whether you're looking at draft capital, which they spend a lot on, or you're looking at actual capital, which they spend a lot on as well. And so here is Nick Bosa talking about the Eagles' offensive line and kind of the challenges that they create for the D-line. Um, they have their guards back. Uh, they had injuries last year. I think Lane Johnson was out sometimes. and uh, um, The left tackle was... I think it was his first year starting, so um, they're obviously a little more cohesive this year, and I think they're one of the best units in the league for sure, um, so it's going to be a challenge for us, and uh, with a mobile quarterback, it makes it even more of a challenge, so it'll be, it'll be fun. It'd be fun. I love how Bosa's just always like, you don't know if he's talking about like He's explaining like dairy products at a grocery store. If he's talking about like <laughs> football, he's just so freaking mellow and chill all the time. Uh, but anyway, it, you can play this offense. Our defense could play this perfectly and still give up huge yards. That's what a mobile quarterback brings because it's 11 on 11 football. A, a big reason and a big positive, you know, everybody talking about Trey Lance and the future of the 49ers, they have that with Jalen Hurts. Because you can stop the run game perfectly, but Jalen Hurts can still escape. You could have perfect pass coverage and Jalen Hurts can still escape. That's kind of a product of this team. Now that that's kind of the weaknesses. Look at the backside of this coin. The weakness is 100% somewhat of their strength. It's a young quarterback, inexperienced quarterback. Skill-wise, they're loaded, okay? But how many games has this quarterback played against defenses that are like ours? You can't really answer that question. Not in the NFL, you can't. It's just not there. So, this is rough. This is a big, who is Jalen Hurts? Who is he? You're going to find out this week. Eagles fans, I'm telling you right now, they're nervous as hell about this game. They like their chances, 
but they're nervous as hell because he has the opportunity to get really exposed. There, there's no doubt about it. Will he answer the call? That's something we got to see. Now, the 49ers defense, you have to predicate yourself upon pressure. You got to force this guy to make plays under pressure in the passing game. And if you can do that, I think you're going to win this game. Now, here is, again, the captain of the defense, Fred Warner, talking about the play style. Uh, you know, I want us to just go out and I want us to play, um, you know, more relentless. I, I don't think guys were real proud about what we put on tape. You know, I want I want to play our style to the fullest ability, and that starts today in practice, Wednesday practice. Not happy. Not happy. You're going in on this again. Not happy about what you put on tape. That's huge. That that translates to we we it's us. It's not them, it's not the Eagles. And you know, you go through and you fill out this scouting report and you do all this stuff and like I love diving into it. And as I'm watching this Eagles offense, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking like the Eagles offense isn't going to determine how this game goes. No, no, no. It's the 49ers defense versus themselves. How pissed off are they that they were up 41-17? And let this team come back. Now, you're going to do your homework. You're going to plan. You're going to X's and O's. You're going to scheme. You're going to do all those things. But back to what Fred Warner said, like, we're not happy with what we put on film. So walking out of week one with a W, okay, you're in first place. That's great. Or at least tied for first place. Everybody in your division won. NFC West is stupid good. But you walk into this saying, yeah, we're in first place. And we got our W, but we got stuff to work on and we're pissed off. Especially with the injuries and all those things. So this is a 49ers defense will determine, dictate the flow of this game. And it, it usually the offense does and the defense has to respond. No, 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 no. Make no mistake. The 49ers defense will determine how this game goes. Now, scheme-wise, okay, they run a tight quad formation, which is weird. Um... <laughs> There's a couple teams that are starting to do this now. The Saints did this a few times as well in week one. And basically what this is, they had a lot of success out of it. It's almost like a counter run. Um, and it's very unique because you'll have you know a tight end or two tight ends and two wide receivers bunch quad off of the offensive line. And so your gaps and everything are just shot. And it's just like a giant mud ball of players with quarters and safeties and linebackers. And it's just a mess. And so it's this giant cluster, and somebody kind of breaks out of it. Um, and so, like, it's weird. They, they did that a lot. Uh, it's something new on tape that, you know, a couple teams are using this year. We'll have to see how that looks. Um, tendencies, here we go. This is, what, this is what's really interesting to me, okay? They throw the ball outside the numbers. Listen to these stats just from week one. You know, this is a small sample size. But it's a testament to their quarterback's not a dynamic quarterback. He's not somebody that's going to, you know, laser sharp accuracy or anything along those lines. Has a rocket arm. He does not. Um, they throw the ball out to the flats and shallow. Okay. They only had three passes the whole entire game that were inside the numbers. Only three um, that went past the line of scrimmage and inside the numbers. So they're not testing the middle of the field. It's all outside the numbers. They had 13 passes to the outside right. Okay, that's going to go towards Demo, which I love. And they had six passes outside left. They don't throw it over the middle. Now, Devontae Smith, even though they're not throwing it over the middle, he's kind of taking those intermediate routes. 
chip down to Jalen Reger, chip down to Miles Sanders, chip down to Zach Ertz, all those things. It's just get the ball to the players in space that have an elite athleticism and try to allow them to create. Now, players to watch out for, it starts with the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. He's mobile. you got to make him uncomfortable. Vontae Smith, man, it did not take long at all for the Heisman Trophy winner to translate. He's so smooth. He looks the part. He's going to be a baller in this league. They traded up for him, um, and rightfully so. They nailed that one. Players to exploit. Pretty solid group here. Um, I don't think Jalen Rager's as good as Devontae Smith, even though he's had a year in the league. A lot of drops. He has mistakes. Um, interceptions when targeting Jalen Rager took place a lot last year. So we'll have to kind of see what that looks like. Now, Vegas lines. And here we go. Let's get into our bets and predictions of the week because I think this is huge. And before I do that, actually, there is one more video I want to play. And I think this is another thing why the 49ers defense kind of has a leg up this week. They're practicing against somebody that's very similar to Jalen Hurts every week. Uh, I, I hadn't even thought about it, but yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty close. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's as mobile as they get. What's it been like? Yeah, talked about again. This 49ers defense practices against Trey Lance every day. Trey Lance is far more mobile. <laughs> he's faster. He's bigger. He's stronger than uh, Jalen Hurts. There's no doubt about that. Um, so. It, they're used to seeing this all through trading camp, OTAs, preseason, so it's not anything new. You go back to Robert Sala, I'm not trying to knock on Robert Sala, but probably his biggest issue was mobile quarterbacks. That's what he struggled with. That and first half adjustments, which he corrected his last year with us. You practice against a mobile quarterback every day, you're going to get better at it. That's just what it is. So the Vegas lines, the 49ers are minus three. Now, traditionally how Vegas works, um, home team gets plus three. So with us being negative three, that puts us as a full six-point favorite on neutral ground. All right. Now let's get into, which I'm excited about, let's talk about our bets of the week with my bookie. We are back with another season of my bookie. And if you didn't get in with our season-long bets before the season kicked off, that's okay. Because we've got a lot more bets every single week of the NFL season. And MyBookie is the best people to bet with. We've been with them for years. They're established. Credibility is off the charts. Their customer service is second to none. If you have any questions, you can call them. But here's the best thing about it. You bet, you win, you get paid. That's all there is to it. If you use promo code 49ers, which again, if you're watching us live, you can just take a picture of the screen. It's going to put the promo code in there with the QR code that's there for you. If not, go to MyBookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers whenever you set up your initial account. They're going to match your initial deposit up to $1,000. And on top of that, we're going to have bets of the week every single week here on the 49ers Rush Podcast. But for you crazy people that want to do all the crazy bets that we do, that's going to be available for you guys over on Patreon. So go to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast, and I have my weekly bets posted there every single week. Last year, we tripled up on the season. Come join us. Bet with my bookie. They're the best there is. Bet, win, get paid. It's simple with my bookie. I love it. I've got a couple bets that I want to talk about on here. I'll have my full slate of bets loaded over on Patreon. If you haven't joined us there, it's the best place. We just passed 250, which is awesome. Uh, appreciate everybody, all the support that goes to this podcast that allows me to produce as much as I do uh, without the wifey getting mad at me. So uh, if you haven't yet, hit subscribe. Go join us over at Patreon, patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. That's where that's going to be. So uh, first off is my two-team teaser bet of the week, which I love teaser bets because I'm 
I'm betting with Vegas, not against it. Vegas is too damn smart. They hold all these <laughs> betting sites for a reason, right? So I'm taking a two-point or two-team teaser. So you get six points added to each of these games, and if both of these things happen, you get paid. I'm taking the 49ers over the Eagles. They're minus three, but again, you get plus six points. So now it's 49ers plus three. So the 49ers could lose a close one. And we still get paid off there. And then my second game of the week, which I am betting um, straight up against the spread. I'm betting money line against the spread. And I'm throwing in um, on my two-team teaser. And that's the Broncos versus the Jaguars. 100% I'm taking the Broncos. So my two-team my two team teaser, Vikings plus three versus Eagles. And Broncos straight up versus the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are the worst team in the NFL. I think their coach is far in way over his head throwing that ball 50 plus times almost with a freaking first rookie quarterback that's just stupid uh offensive line can't protect it it's just not a good sight going against the broncos one of the best pass rushes in defense and sound defenses i think broncos are going to win this game by 20 points um so again i'm betting very heavy broncos straight up uh broncos with the spread uh I, broncos throwing them in my teaser as well so this two team teaser bet 10 to win eight excited about that and then in the 49ers game i'm betting the over all right, the over-under is 50 points. These two teams, again, respectively, scored the first and second most points week one. So, again, 50 points. 49ers almost beat that by themselves. I think that teams are going to be able to score in this game. But I'm taking the over. Bet five to win four. So you can increase that whatever increments you want. And, again, I bought a half point. Again, I, I, I always want to think about smarting Vegas somehow. I know I'm not. But our track record has been really, really good. Uh, we have, we're have we making money every single year. Posted profits three years in a row. Two years ago, we doubled up. Last year, we tripled up. So I bought half of a point. So I that brings the over-under to 49.5. Um, so that way, if we do score 50 and Vegas gets paid, we also get paid as well. So that's there. Now, my predictions and keys to this game, which I've already kind of lit out a little bit. I think the 49ers defense is going to struggle because of our secondary but not the entire game. Uh, 49ers, I think, come out kind of red hot. And then very similar fashion as the 49ers since Kyle Shanahan's, you know, kind of come out. Uh, first and third quarters were dominate. Second and fourth quarter is going to be back and forth. So I think both teams eventually are going to have to air the ball out. The weaknesses of this team are on the outside, not on the inside. And so I think we're going to have a combined 550-plus yards passing between both teams, pretty close to 600 yards each. Um, and I think Ayuk makes a little bit of a return. I'm having him. You know, the player props haven't come out just yet, but I'm betting Ayuk gets at least three catches. So wherever that number is on player individual things, uh, I'm going to be on a plane tonight, so it should load tonight or tomorrow. But I'm betting Ayuk gets at least three catches. I want to see him respond, and I think he will. I think the 49ers get two turnovers, one interception, one fumble recovery. Uh, I think that's kind of key. I think the turnover margin, if the 49ers win the turnover margin, they win this game 100%. Um, now, this game, and again, not even turnovers, the most identifying key statistic, team stat, that's going to determine who wins comes down who, to who rushes the ball the most. Running game success is going to be hard to come by for both teams, no doubt about it, especially if Kinlaw plays. You got to run it anyway. You got to run it anyway. Here's my carries breakdown. And again, hold me to this, all right? I'm saying Elijah Mitchell gets 12 attempts. I'm saying Hasty gets six. 
I'm saying Trey Sermon, who's going to be active, gets four, and I think Trey Lance gets four carries as well. The 49ers hit. This is my number one key, underlined, bold, whatever. If the 49ers rush the ball over 24 times, they win this game. So I need 25 rushes. 25. Usually it's 30. 25 rushes. Now, again, understand, it's not going to be a huge yard per carry. I don't think that's what it's going to be either. But I'm telling you right now, the 49ers run the ball 25 times. They win this game. It's going to be a close one. 49ers defense is going to hold on and win this game late in the fourth quarter by forcing a turnover on downs. I've got the 49ers winning 31-27. to They cover the spread, and they go the over on points. And as that last drive of the game, Philadelphia will not be able to kick a field goal to tie it. They're going to have to go for the touchdown, and the 49ers defense will hold on fourth down for the second week in a row and continue to build that identity that, guess what? 49ers defense might bid. Might bid a lot. <laughs> might bid a lot this week. It is not going to break. And they will continue to kind of embolden that identity. But I'm telling you right now, this game, guys, 49ers fans, listen to me. Hear, the, hear me out. It's not an easy game. This is a lunch pail game. This is a lunch pail type of game. You better come ready to work. You're going to find out who your 49ers team is in 2021 this week. Not next week versus Green Bay. I know everybody wants to talk about that game and home opener. No, no, no. You want to know what your team's made of? You're going to find out this week. I hope they answer the call. I want to say thank you for all of the support. Excited. Again, if you are going to the game at Philly, please reach out. Please. 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter. Best way at JL underscore Chapman. Man, come party with us Saturday night. We're going to be at Drinker's Pub from 6.30 to 9.30. Get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. You can also buy them at the door. Um, 25 bucks to help pay, cover expenses for renting out the place and all that stuff. I'm losing lots of money on this trip, but that's okay. It's worth it for the community. Uh, we got giveaways. We're going to have an absolute blast. Can't wait to see everybody that's going to be out there. It's going to be a lot of fun this week. Just want say thank you again and as always stay strong faithful support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully preserve their wealth and provide for the people causes and communities they care about as one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the u.s corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.